Wednesday night, the Detroit Red Wings lost their final playoff game of the season to the Chicago Blackhawks, breaking the hearts of hockey fans across Michigan. But I still believe it was a series to savor. I'm Michigan Radio sports commentator John U. Bacon. Most sports fans are happy just to see their teams make the playoffs, but Detroit Red Wings fans have been able to take that for granted for a record 22 straight seasons. The last time the Red Wings did not make the playoffs, 1990, not one current NHL player was in the league. Some of the current Red Wings weren't even born yet, and nine of the current franchises had not yet even been created. But the record seemed doomed to be broken this season. To start, there almost wasn't a season at all, thanks to the contract dispute between the players and the owners, who both thought the other side was making too much money. And, of course, they were both right, setting up a game of chicken between two self-destructive lunatics. When a federal mediator finally brought them to their senses in January, they had just enough time left to play a 48-game schedule. But the Red Wings came out flat-footed, falling so far behind they had to win their last four games just to sneak into the seventh of eight playoff spots. In the first round, they had to face the Ducks of Anaheim, formerly the Mighty Ducks, which is already an affront to everything that is holy about hockey. Amazingly, the Red Wings beat them in seven games, which is quite an upset. Their reward? An even tougher opponent, the top-seeded Chicago Blackhawks, who had earned at least one point in their first 24 games that season, a record. But for hardcore hockey fans, and really, are there any other kind? This series was a reward. Why? Because the Red Wings and Blackhawks are two of the NHL's original six teams. What are those? Until 1967, the NHL consisted only of Boston and New York, Montreal and Toronto, and Detroit and Chicago. All six teams have got great fan bases who understand how offsides actually works, and classic uniforms designed not by Disney focus groups working with computer graphics, but actual human beings working with sewing machines. Whatever happened between Detroit and Chicago, it was going to be a playoff series to savor. But probably nobody expected the Red Wings to go up three games to one with three chances to topple the top team in hockey. And after that start, probably nobody expected the Red Wings to drop games five and six either to set up a winner-take-all game seven Wednesday night. With the score tied one-to-one, the two teams went into a frenzy like no other sport can create. When two baseball teams head to the ninth inning, the game stalls with a parade of relief pitchers and pinch hitters. In football, the players start running out of bounds and intentionally throwing passes into the stands to stop the clock. And in basketball, the worst offender of all, we get timeouts, intentional fouls, and a free throw contest. The last two minutes can take 20. But hockey is the only sport that speeds up as the game winds down. And that's what happened Wednesday night the teams battling for their lives. As Willy Wonka once said, the suspense is terrible. I hope it lasts. When the seventh game of a hockey playoff series goes into overtime, it's as close to actual sudden death as sports can get. When you're losing by a few goals, you know what's coming. But in overtime, there is no preparing for the sudden ecstasy or the agony. And that's why when Chicago's Brent Seabrook fired a lucky wrist shot off a skate and into the net, it unleashed a torrent of endorphins in the heads of a few million Chicago fans and a flood of equally powerful chemicals going the other direction in the brains of Red Wing backers. But the worst part isn't losing. It's that one of the best series in recent memory is over, and now we have to watch the NBA playoffs. Or more Alons, which is more exciting.